0: God for queen-size beds (laughs) don't sit down yet (laughs) oh yeah amen father in Jesus name because of your timing in the kingdom of God thank you for the power to do war with your word because we declare that he is victorious completely and we praise you today we thank you for your presence and we thank you for the victory that is won in christ jesus my lord and all god's people said hug somebody say we winning we winning today you may be it thank the lord thank you for those of you who prayed for us last week as we were ministering out we haven't done very much of that lately, but it appears uh, that the Lord is um, preparing us to do more of that. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your love toward us. We are experiencing your love, and um, it has certainly made a difference in our lives um, in this journey that we're, we're on right now. And uh, if the Lord speaks to you guys about You know, if he uses the the cue for queen, go ahead and make the move. Amen. Praise God. Size bed, that is. Amen. All right. So, would you turn with me to, (laughs) turn with me to Genesis chapter 14? As we prepare for the table of the Lord. Genesis chapter 14. Uh, I'm gonna do the pretext for verses 17. Actually, actually, Genesis 14, 14, start there, it's better. 14, 14, that's good. In your, in your brain, you'll remember that, 14, 14, Genesis 14, 14. Um, I want to put something in your hand today to do war. I want to I put something in your hand today to give you a tool. Hallelujah. To win all of your family. Will you say amen? Amen. Believe with me. Clap your hands to heaven and believe with me. Genesis 14 and 14. When Abraham heard that his relative had been taken captive, he let out his trained men born in his house. 318 and went in pursuit as far as Dan." So he's discovered that his relatives have been under attack and they were captured. And when he heard it, he didn't say, oh, well. He didn't say, that's, they shouldn't have, they should have been ready. He didn't say, well, that's what they get. When he heard his relatives had been taken, and you find out later whose relatives are, you know, he might've, it might have been even a, a appropriate in the flesh for him to say, well, come see, come sigh. When he heard his relatives had been taken, he got the ones close in his house. The Bible says there's trained men, 300, 318 of them, They were born in his house. What that means is, they've been with me the whole time. His house, referred to his household, are all those who are related to him. Some of us have let those related to us be be gone from us, having no concern or worry about them. But the truth is, we, like Abraham, are the ones who are chosen to be sure that they get recovered that they become saved not only saved but in the house in right relationship how many of you raise your hand if you got some relatives that they would be a whole lot better off if they were in here with us among us raise your hand and look around raise your hand and look around He didn't just let them be. He went out for them. He went out after them. Verse 15, he divided his forces against them by night. He and his servants. And by the way, it's interesting that household, those in my household and servants, they were considered related to him. Because when God talks about this, it's covenant. And some of you have re- blood relatives that are captured. But because maybe they've been estranged or far from or not speaking to or maybe in the family feud, you don't, they don't get much love from you. May the, Lord, uh, may the Lord arouse you in your heart today. As Abraham, then called Abram, was aroused to do something about it. When he divided his forces, he and his servants, he defeated them and went and pursued them. I'm talking about, they running, they running after them. He's not, he's not, he's not satisfied that they're running. He's going, I'm going to get you. Man, I wish the people of God had that kind of. I don't want the enemy running, I'm gonna take everything back that the enemy took. Everyone that's been captured. Verse 16, read it. He bought back all the goods. He also bought back all his relatives, Lot and all his possessions. And also the women, Lord have mercy, and the people, he got them all, day. look at your neighbor, he got every last one of them, every tell your neighbor, he got every last one of them. I, I, would, I would that you would think this way with me today, that God, is it possible that God, in time, came after you first, so you could go after them. God will always do that in families. I want you to lift your hand to the Lord. Yeah, literally, lift your hand to the Lord, your right hand, is strong hand. If you're left-handed, lift the one that's strong. And I want you to believe with me that God, God has his eye on all those related to you. He's got to have somebody he can work through. Because somebody worked through. God works through somebody for you. And I want you to, this is, this is your volunteer surrender. Lord Jesus, it's a volunteer surrender that you will be the person that God will use to get them, get them all. Hallelujah. Now, Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for the power to articulate to paint the picture that they may see clearly and they may receive and run with it in Jesus' name. All God's people said amen. amen. Clap your hands together. All of them. We getting all of them. Start confessing. We're getting every last one of them. That the people say amen. amen. Not only that, we're getting them and the goods. <laughs> How many say amen? I want their businesses, amen, their jobs all of it is going to be given back for the kingdom of God. How many of you believe it's the will of God that he get them? Every last one of them. And, and, and the ones that are really, 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 I'm talking about the ones that not only are they, uh, are they away from God, they hate people that are with God. I'm talking about all of them. Look at verse 17. After this, then, after his return from the defeat of king the, and the kings who were with him, the king of, of Sodom, this blows my mind. I can't get it like I want to get it because I have a little time constraint this morning. The king of Sodom, really, went out to meet him at the valley of, Sheba, of Shabbat. Shabbat. <laughs> that is the king's valley. And Melchizedek, are you still with me? King of Salem, brought out, what did he bring out? What did he bring out? Bread, come on, and? Now he was a priest of God the Most High. And he blessed him. And he said to him, blessed be Abram of God the Most High. In his proclamation, he's tying together Abram and God as one. Blessed be Abram of God, most high, professor of, professor, possessor, he is professor, but possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God, most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. He gave him a 10th of all. And God's people said, Man. Okay, so I need you to track with me for just a little bit. I need, I, need, I need this to be, as Tiffany said last week, just a little less emotional and a little more heady. I need you to think with me just for a little bit. You alright? All My purpose this morning in this service of communion is to use it as a weapon against the destructive stronghold that has come over this nation and come over every family in this nation. We have known for a long time that B-A-A-L, Baal, that spirit, has been the ruling spirit over America. You know, demons and, demons, uh, 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 demons and fallen angels uh, are, are not human, so they don't die like humans die. So the same spirits that were over Israel have come over our nation. Same ruling, same influence, same ideology, same emotional, same emotional bent and twist. I think they're listening, Jesus. Baal was a principality mentioned so often in the Old Testament, in the Bible, who was frequently used by Satan to oppose Israel, his influence produced violence. How many of you would recognize that our nation has become a nation of violence? And how many of you have experienced violence even in your own household? And how many times has violence separated family members? Everywhere you go, violence is prevalent. Let's see, that a report about Chicago and what has happened in that city is unbelievable. Unfortunately, we are catching up with Chicago. Carolyn and I just recently moved, decided to move. We felt like it was the will of the Lord. You know, when you hear several gunshots outside the window several times, you know, it might be, it might be somebody, t- somebody trying to tell you something. We've watched the area where we live, which was supposed to turn back more peaceful, more prosperous, more quiet, did just the opposite. After two years, two, two and a half years, we watched it just flip and turn and now when we go out I, when I drive out of my driveway and I, I, I turn left and I'm, I'm at the corner of the Kroger that's on the corner you know there are folk camped outside the, the Kroger they got these little camps and they're there all day and their garbage is all around them and they always got something going on and strange beings strange beings are always coming out from that group I don't want her to walk around there because she looked too good. You understand what I'm saying? And somebody gonna have a problem. Amen. <laughs> that that group grew and grew and grew and grew, and so now it's like a whole little community back, back behind there. Two or three groups, they, you know, they get together like you know, do do they, I guess what whatever they do. You turn up, you turn right, you're gonna have whole communities now off the freeway with the cutsuit that's growing, they got whole communities back up under there where people live. And even that community, they, they cleared it off on one side, they all gravitated from there and went down back over in there. And now you—now when we go, we see the, the, the fire truck and the fire engine and the coroner is coming dragging dead bodies out. Violence has become a very part of the fabric of our nation in places where violence is not appropriate. I was going to ask you how many people have a firearm, but uh, that might be too revealing. All of you online, you know this is true people's fuses are shorter you 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 don't you don't see them in your mirror and you're about to turn in that lane because you didn't see them and you should have up, but you didn't see them and they think oh wait, wait, come on, wait. they have finger problems you know I'm finger problems anybody know what I'm talking about we, we, my wife was it just reminded me my wife was driving last week this last week this was like Friday it's like Friday, thursday friday and you know she's drive. she likes to drive so i'm getting used to her driving me but you know it's, it's good because when she drives i just go to sleep <laughs> but but this time she, she was about to turn and, and, and there was a, a, a car while well, she was coming out she's going to turn in this lane well a car decided to jet out and speed and it stopped <laughs> and, and she's turning around and then I hear they throw a water bottle out of their car and hit my window, and old Flynn started to come alive. I had to go talk to Jesus. I had to go talk to Jesus. I said, Jesus, you need to help me right now. Help me right now, please, because huh, something gonna happen. I was so glad I didn't have anything in the car, because I'd have been tempted. I'd have been tempted. Oh no, you didn't! Oh no, you didn't throw that bottle at me. You know, I mean, what, what, and I, and, the, and the Lord said to me, what, "Where did that come from?" So oh, God, I mean, I was generally upset. I mean, haven't been as Mark. I ain't been upset in years, Xavier, I, I forgot him. I forgot him. I thought he was gone. He said, "Where did that come from?" Yeah, the anger. That that. I mean, I'm talking about that anger that wanted to jump up out, don't get out the car, I wish you, you know. What is going on here? And Willie, I had, you know, I, what is happening up here? I know you didn't throw that, I know you didn't throw that bottle, I know you didn't throw that bottle at me. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I had to pray, I, seriously. I sat there in that car, you know, my beat. My you know, when, you, when you're in crisis situation and in and, and, and fight or flight, whether it's fight or flight, it's still, well. I was in fight mode, I wasn't in flight mode. I didn't care. And I'm sitting there thinking, what is this? I had to sit there for 20 minutes to get myself together. She she was just real quiet. She didn't say nothing. I guess she sensed, oh, Jesus. I ain't seen him in so long. (laughs) (laughs) Violence is on an uproar. And Baal Baal is the demon that promotes violence. You don't believe it? You should read the stats. You should read the COVID stats of domestic violence that took place in homes. In homes and in marriages. And still high. Violence is produced by bail. Um, Blood sacrifice. This includes abortion. That's bail's work. Great Immorality, that's Baal's work. All forms of sexual perversion and sexual sin, that's Baal. He is no doubt the spirit behind abortion, adultery, homosexuality, pornography, and the blatant attempt to defile our children with sexual perversion. It's Baal that does this. You don't have to go far to see what I'm saying here. And if you have kids or or grandchildren, children, you know what I'm saying. If you you question them about what they're being fed, what they're being told, a couple said to me, I'm on the phone this past week. I said, man, I hadn't seen you. I said, how how Sincere doing? He said, he's good. But the first question the teacher asked him is, "What, what is your pronoun? What is your pronoun? like the one you were born with is not good enough. Baal is the author of this. Are you still breathing with me, saints? The blatant, the blatant, bodacious, in your face claim of the education, of the educational mountain they claim that they actually own your kids and that you don't and you should you, you're too stupid to have a say about your children so we will tell your children who they are who they really are as if who they are is not enough we will help them determine what is obvious we will help them determine their sexuality god help us today please. It's bail. Are you breathing? Sudden escalation of activity in our nation to promote abortion and sexual perversion, even to small children. It is no doubt due to this spirit, it's desperate, this, the spirit Baal's desperate attempt to remain in control because that spirit knows it's coming down. When we take communion today, I want you to take it as a weapon because spiritual forces, the spiritual forces of darkness are not defeated through human powers. They're not defeated by my anger or yours. The spiritual powers that have come to rule our nation and our families, they're not not defeated by our anger. Your anger cannot work the righteousness of God. You gotta have something else. Your physical weapon is not enough to bring about what God desires. That, That the overthrow of that demonic thing that has captured our family and our family members cannot be defeated just because you're mad or even disgusted. Are you breathing, saints? They are overcome only with the spiritual authority that flows from Christ and his finished work. The table of the Lord, communion, gives us this picture. So go with me quickly now, so hopefully you you can see the picture and participate in the victory. To war with communion is not warring with a ritual or with a tradition only. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 says, verse 26, 1 Corinthians 11, 26 says, For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you claim the Lord's death until he comes if you look at Genesis 14 look at verse 17 please it's a really significant passage it's filled with powerful prophetic pictures of our redemption and the redemption of those who belong to us look at verse 17 Verse 17 says, then after his return from the defeat of Chedorlaomer, and the kings who were with him, the king of Sodom went out to meet him in the valley of Sheba, Shabba, Shavah, and said, and, and Melchizedek, the king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. Are you there, saints? Nowhere in the New Testament, nowhere in the scriptures, only one other place where the two are used together, bread and wine. Are you breathing there? Wow. And when they bring, he brings out, he, he says, the king Melchizedek, the king of Salem, he brings out bread and wine. Now he was a priest of God. The most high. And he blessed Abram and said, You are blessed, Abram of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be the God, blessed be God most high, who has handed over your who has handed over your enemies to you. And Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. This is the first mention in the scripture of bread and wine. And these two words are not mentioned together again until the New Testament. It is obviously a prophetic picture of Christ, communion, crucifixion, and resurrection. Well, the first time I saw it, I was shocked. I said, wow. This, we, people were fussing about whether tithing was real, and, and, and I was looking, looking at the scripture, and I'm seeing Abraham, he, 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 he's not giving anybody else anything. He doesn't, he doesn't let the, the king of Sodom, he doesn't let him bless him. Later on, you'll see uh, uh, Abraham. said, say, no, 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 no. Whatever is yours is yours. I you, 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 you can't bless me. Only, there's only, only the God of heaven can really bless me. And I think it's interesting that he told the king of Sodom, you, y'all know who Sodom is? I think we need it rest there just a little bit, just a little bit. So he's the king of perversion. He's the king of of of, 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 of confused identity. He's the king that's blessing the, the changed lifestyle that so upset God. So here he wants to bless Abraham but Abraham's said, nah Keep that blessing. (laughs) I don't want that blessing and I don't want what comes with it. But wait a minute. I ask you, who is it that is blessing him? Who is Melchizedek? Okay, so without preaching another hour, write these scriptures down. Go check it out for yourself. Psalm 110, check that out. 110, Psalms 110, check that psalm out. Hebrews 5, 6 and 10. Hebrews 6, verse 20. Hebrews 7, 1 through 10. All of these are represented by Abram, our father of faith. How many do you, how many do not... There are too many who don't realize that Melchizedek is a Canaanite. I said, what? Why did, How could I miss that? The Canaanite tribe was under a curse. Genesis chapter 9 verse 25, cursed be Canaan. So Melchizedek, here he is, he's king, he's king of the Canaanites. But he's a type, when you look there, you'll see he's a type of Christ. Now they're listening to me, Jesus. So Melchizedek, who even though he's a Canaanite, And a race of people under a curse, uh, as king over a cursed people bestowing a blessing on Abraham. Melchizedek pictures Christ having become a curse for us. Galatians 3.13, the Bible says, he became a curse for us that we might receive the blessing of Abraham the blessing of Abraham might come upon us and just as Melchizedek served Abraham the bread and the wine at the last supper Christ when he departed right before he departed he served his disciples bread and wine because Christ became accursed for us that we come on might receive. Come on. You, are you with me? If he became a curse for us, what's the exchange? That we might receive. Come on, saints, come on. Maybe the reason why, maybe the reason why you are not forthright about this is because you're trying to figure out how you deserve it. You don't. You don't deserve it, and you can't earn it. Mm. Jesus knew exactly what he was doing. He was prophesying to his disciples when he took the bread and the cup, and he blessed the bread, and he blessed the cup. This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. This bread is my body, broken for you sign about his own death he knew what he was about to go through tap your neighbors and tell him but he also knew he was going to win tap your neighbors he knew he was gonna win he knew he was gonna suffer but he knew he was gonna win tell your neighbor he knew he was gonna suffer but he knew he was gonna win so when he blessed him he understood he had the power to make the blessing good even though they were gonna kill him he, he wouldn't stay dead he would come alive to be sure that what he promised him they got everything he promised As Melchizedek was cursed like Christ, bring me your tithe. He blesses him. He is a type of Jesus. One reason why you don't want to mess with Abraham, because God said, I'm going to bless everybody who blesses you. And I'm going to curse everybody who curses you. What is the blessing of Abraham? When you come under the grace of God, not because you're good, but simply because you believe. When you come under the blessing of Abraham, all that Christ brings with him becomes yours. The body of Christ still has a problem with this because they're still trying to earn it. Look at your nephew. Quit trying to earn this because you don't, baby. You don't we know it? You know it. Demons know it. Everybody know. You don't deserve it. I think the question comes in our minds: really, Who then? Who then can? Who then can receive his blessing? Who then does deserve it? Only one that deserves is Jesus. So if I believe in Him, wow! If I believe in Him and God in Him, me being in Him, I get everything that was given to him Amen. it's kind of like if you got the right blood type y'all ain't hear me right now you take your blood oh i see you're the so-and-so's heir. oh i see how you know that because the dna match up hello somebody when they find you at at the death of a person and they find that your DNA matches, so what? All the billions that was, was piled up for the one who died and they can't find nobody else. So when they find your blood and it match, hello somebody, hello somebody. And you know, you get hello, you get you get the residual, you get the blessing. Why? Because you are related. You didn't do nothing good, but you related. So Jesus, he got it. He understood it. If when you read the Hebrews, I don't have time to read Hebrews. When you read Hebrews, you'll see that he is, he is, he, Melchizedek, is like Jesus personified. In the Old Testament. Because remember, Jesus is a high priest forever, but he did not come from the tribe of Levi. There was nothing about Jesus that would, in his birth, that would qualify him in the natural to be a priest. Because all the priests had to come out of Levi. Am I right, professor? Am I right? He, they, they all had to come out of Levi. Jesus did not come out of Levi. He came out of the fathers. Out of the, he came from heaven and through the through the loins of Mary. He was from the tribe of Judah. Hello, say Judah. Judah. Yeah, and, and, and when God chose him as a priest forever, he represented everybody. As Abraham represented everybody that both came out of his loin and those that have his heart, faith. And that's why we are called the sons of and the daughters of Abraham. Tap your neighbor and say, If you believe like Abraham, God counts you the same DNA. I'll tell you what I say. If you believe, you, you get the same DNA. He said, Well, I don't really be, I'm not even supposed to be a part of this. Yeah, but you when you believe, you get to be a part of it. I think I use this. Mm. got a blessing on it. Amen. It's so amazing to me when I read this because God is saying to us something profound. Communion, the cup, is what God left us to identify completely with those who win, not lose. Look at your neighbor say, you're sitting with the winners, not the losers. Tell them what you did, you're sitting with the winners, not the losers. You're sitting with the winners, not the losers. When are we talking about winners? We're going to win my health back, win all my money back, win all my family back, win all my relationships back, win all my calling back, win all my anointing back. Everything God wanted for me, I get it all. I get it all. I get it all. I get it all. Why do I get it? I get it because I believe. I get it because I believe. I don't deserve it. No, I know I don't deserve it, but I get it because I believe. And since I believe, I got the same DNA. And because what's in Abraham is now in me. Uh, and Melchizedek did Abraham right, and God going to do me right, because, whoa Jesus, because I believe. All y'all trying to work to get this, oh, you, you were pitiful. Pitiful. Tap your neighbor, so you working trying to get this, it ain't coming. Tell your neighbor, ain't coming. But I'm just trying to do the best I can. <laughs> you know how people say, yeah, I try to do the best I can. I try to do the best I can, you know. And the Lord, he'll forgive me, you know. He'll, he'll help me. Ain't enough. To tell your neighbor, ain't enough, bro. <laughs> ain't nothing you can do to earn this privilege. That's why a lot of people who are trying to do right won't ever make it. Because what they have not realized is that it's simply By knowing, believing him. And when you do, all the privileges, all of the rights, you know that that blood that, it's so incredible. The blood of Jesus applied to your heart and my heart does more than just identify us with him. It does do that. But that's where the scripture talks about being born again blood does more his blood does more than cleanse us it makes us born again it makes us a new you are a new creature in Christ look at your neighbor tell you are a new creature in Christ Jesus every time we come to this table we are we are renewing as it were we are remembering what that we win that we win If you want to look at it like it it really is We won So you got to go get your victory We won so go claim your prize How do we win? Well, Jesus He decided See, Jesus relates to Abraham Then called Abram He relates to him that's why the Bible is the God of Abraham, I, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God is forever identifying Himself. That's how we know the difference between Krishna, hello somebody. That's how we know the difference between any Allah. That's how we know the difference between any other God. We know the difference because this 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 clear identification. He is the God of Abraham. Come on, Abraham and Jacob. I am relating to them in blood. God forever will be called the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Abram is no longer Abram. Change your name, Abraham. Not just daddy, father of many nations. Ooh, wee. So when you come to this table today, don't forget that Melchizedek. Mel, you know, we you got to go in there and read about Mel. It's a it's a it's an incredible revelation of who he is in the Old Testament, and God takes the New Testament and brings him to the forefront. We go, oh my God, yeah! And He wants you to be, He wants you to be clear that Jesus. That the, you remember that song? Uh, Hey Chris, remember that song? Oh, he's somewhere. <laughs> he, he up there. Uh, you remember that song, Jesus Never Fails? Did you ever, did you ever play that song? Mm, Jesus never fails. Did you ever play song? Jesus never fails. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but Jesus never fails, yeah. Jesus never fails, Jesus never, never fails, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but but Jesus never. So when someone decides, I'm going to believe that Jesus is the answer, in the same way that Abraham, when he recovered everything, the first thing he did was acknowledge who gave me the power to do so. So he goes to not Sodom, he goes to Melchizedek. He bows down to him. You don't get you understand. He comes, he bows down on the ground. He, he presents the tithe to him and he gets down on the ground because he understands his life, his whole, his whole existence is dependent on this man. Wait a minute, Abraham couldn't get Sarah pregnant until he bowed down with that gift in faith. Read it for yourself. Chapter 17 doesn't come when she gets when God visited him again and said, well, You know, where is Sarah that don't happen until first he has that encounter with Melchizedek. Everything I promised you, Abraham, I didn't lie to you not one time. As impossible as the promise seems to be in your present condition, the one who promises you nothing is impossible for you. as bad a life as you might have lived. As horrible of a sinful life you have lived. With God, God, all things are possible. And when you come and you believe in Jesus, you give everything to him. He's the one that changes you, blesses you, changes your whole status. And he said, you know, if you're going to have the faith of Abraham, that means the promises that I told Abraham, now they're going to come to you. Do not throw away the generational promises, your generations that are out there, your family that's out there. You need to make a a proclamation. Are you there, saints? You You need to make a proclamation before God. You need to believe God that not only are you saved, he's going to bring every single, tell your neighbor, every single one of them, every single. Just as Melchizedek received, just as Melchizedek served Abraham the bread and wine and the Last Supper. At the Last Supper, Christ prepared from the traditional meal, he served his disciples bread and wine. He fulfills the complete prophetic picture. It is significant that the bread and the wine in Genesis 14 was a celebration of victory following Abraham's defeat of Israel over evil leaders attempting to steal his family and his inheritance what he had was a victory meal look at your neighbor said we need to eat this victory meal could it be more appropriate here say Abraham being blessed by the one who's cursed like Christ who was cursed. The reason why it was cursed is so we could get the blessing. Look at your name. He was cursed so I could get the blessing. Tell me, he was cursed so I could get the blessing. That blessing ought to slay you. That blessing ought to tear you to pieces. That blessing ought to run every bit of sin out of your heart. That blessing ought to convince you that I don't belong to me, I belong to him. That blessing that he brings ought to make you convinced one and for all. I, I, he, is, he is mine and I am his. I believe. You're going to do that for me? Really, Lord? you do that for me? The people don't go to hell because they, they sin. They go to hell because, let me put it right, they don't go to hell because in a, an individual act alone. They go to hell because they don't believe God. Simple. Their unbelief is the worst sin. They don't believe God can change them. They refuse to believe so they decide to live in their mess. They, they refuse to believe that God can change them so they keep living in their mess. They don't present themselves to God so that he can transform them and they can become a new creature. It's your choice. God's ready. Melchizedek, he got the bread, he got the wine. Have you got the time? Have you got the dime? I'm gonna tell you, this is so incredible to me. When you think about God, I'm gonna set you up so that not I'm gonna save you, I'm gonna save everybody. <laughs> I'm not ever gonna save you. I'm gonna save everybody connected to you. Just like I did Abraham. You know his crazy nephew, I'm gonna save him too. Did you hear what I said? his crazy nephew how what's in you that want to live in sodom hello are you there what are you nuts you want to live there what about your kids what about your wife but god said abraham i love you so much he said i'm gonna tell you what i'm about to do i'm about to go sin scunion on sodom i'm about to I'm going to burn, I ain't going to need nothing left but ashes. (laughs) That's all going to be left. He said, oh, God, if you could just find a handful of people that believe you, will you spare the city? He said, yeah, I'll spare. He gets it all the way down to ten. If it's only ten folk, Lord, will you spare the city? God said, yeah, I'll do it for you, Abraham and since there was not ten people who would believe God sends the angels and goes and gets Lot out from that foolishness are you guys breathing I want you to see the whole picture God comes in through Abraham because it's part of his seed he goes in gets him out and wipes the city out and saves Lot in his crazy head Your neighbor God, gonna save your crazy cousin too. I'll tell him what I said. That's that's so serious, and that's so serious because God was, you know, God was bargaining. Abraham was bargaining with God about those that belong in his family. He's in his I said, Lord, if there's 50 people in the city, will you spread the city? God knew that Abraham knew that his cousin, his his nephew was in in, Sodom. He's doing the body, Lord. If you can find Okay, 40. If you're going to find 40 people, he said, yeah, I'll, I'll save it for 40. He said, if we can find 30, Lord, would you save it? He said, yeah, well, yeah, I'll save it for 30. Lord, if, if you can find just 20 folk, would you save the whole city? God said, if there's 20 people, I'll save the city. Now, Abraham didn't have enough sense to ask God, get mine out! So he gets down to ten. Lord, if it's just ten people, please. Sit. God's looking at Abraham's heart for his family. Are you hearing me? Jesus. Where's your heart for your family? Jesus. My God, have mercy. And so you know, you know, he said, "Yeah, if you find ten, I'll uh, I'll save them." Now the Lord knew his servant's heart. He knew what he really wanted, even though he didn't have the courage to say. If it's even one person, <laughs> he didn't get. He had no faith to go down to one. He just stopped at ten because I know what you want. I, I got you. So he's they send the angels. Hey Lot, you better get up on out of here, boy. You better leave. And Lot said, well, "But I got a mansion. You better leave this place." But I, but I'm making some good money. You better get out of this job. But 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 do you understand? You understand? I mean, I'm making 300 grand a year. Come on now, Jesus. Jesus. He said, I'm about to tear this to pieces. Get out of here. Now. And God, God's benevolence. I believe God shows us this to, to make clear to us his determination to keep his word, even for you that don't believe you deserve it and you don't deserve it. But I want you to see it today. God loved him and his family, even though his family was not completely in order, even though his family didn't have the same heart Abraham had. God spared him and saved him because of Abraham. Lift your hand to God right now. Lift your hand to God right now. God will save him because of you. Yes, he will. That's how much he loves you. That's how much he cares for you. That's how much he wants to use you. He will. Yes, He will. I know He will. Oh, Jesus. You need to come into this relationship with Jesus. You need to take it. When you take this bread, when you take this wine, your flesh torn apart for my, for me and my kin, for me and my relatives, for me and my household. Your blood poured out, not only for me, but all the that are attached to me. You're stronger than Baal. You can break off of them the perversion you can break off of them the lying the stealing you can break off of them the hideous sin you can break off of them come on cry out right now for your loved ones right now because i'm telling you god wants to do it god wants to do it god wants to do it i don't care what kind of environment they grew up in god is greater than their environment if he can get light out, he can get your cousin out. If he can get light out, he can get your daughter out. If he can get light out, he can get your children out. If he, if he can get light out, he can get your uncle, your cousin, all limp by the grace of Almighty God. He can bring them out. and we take this cup, we remember He's able, more than able, and He will do it. He's willing and He's able. Oh, yes, sir. That's why Bell got to go. <laughs> we fight for victory today. We ain't fighting just to fight, we fight to win today you hear what I'm saying we fight to win and with this cup Heavenly Father is your blood shed for us for the forgiveness the remission the removal of all sin hallelujah Every heart that drinks, may their sins be cleansed completely. For we drink not only on our behalf, but we drink on behalf of those that belong to us. Just like Abraham, you knew it was in his heart, you know it was in the heart of this people. I thank you for a mighty harvest because of what has happened today, because of this war we wage right now for the souls those who belong to us this bread your body which is broken for us they ripped open your flesh and your blood poured out but when they ripped open your flesh they ripped open the way for us to come to you father they didn't know that your flesh was the veil that separated Separated us from you and when you ripped open that flesh you ripped open the way for us to come to you we don't deserve this Lord so we come with our hearts astounded we come with our hearts full of love and loyalty for you we come with our hearts full of repentance for the things that we have allowed that that displease you. For the real fear in our heart is that we wouldn't please you. We come with our hearts broken for the way we broke your heart and for the way our, our, our relatives broke your heart. And we believe today that not only will we be completely whole, but so shall they. And we praise you for this. And we thank you that we take authority because no demon can give us, can keep us from this. For you have, you have, you have hewn out, you have cut out the way for this to happen through the pathway of your blood and through the ripping of your flesh. The way is made clear now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We take authority over every demonic spirit. We take authority over Baal and all of its tributaries. We take authority, Father, that it be gone from us and it be gone from them. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah if you're online watching right now get you something, get you some bread, get you something to drink and let it be blessed today what you drink as his blood what you eat as his body and when we take this together I want you to seal it in your heart that God will complete everything that he promised yes he will, yes he will yes he will, yes he will come stand on your feet